0: This, uh, this
1: is Joe Cole. This is Ruben off the cheek and you're listening to the London, the London Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. All
2: right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to the last episode of the 2021-2022 Premier League season. Woo! Yes! Match Woo! week 38 is finally upon oh, us. Thank God. The marathon is over. Not for us, but for the Chelsea players. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Never they get 55 days off. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably have another four pod week this week as we just recap the the emotional roller coaster that we went through, as we always do. Uh, but yes, here we are. So pat yourselves on the back, listeners. We have made it episode 193 of the season since last July. You Absurd. are a trooper. It is the Watford match review. Uh, so, as usual, we're going to be uh, breaking it down. Chelsea capping off the 21 22 season with a relatively dull win over championship bound Watford. Uh, we'll touch on saying farewell to Master of the Dark Arts and meme Lord Rudiger and possibly a few others, question mark, and then uh, final bright spots on the final day of the campaign. So uh, before we get into it, Nick, Dan and I talked at length uh, last week about the U.S. Summer Tour because, well, wasn't much of a match to talk about against Lester. So sure. uh, you can spin a little bit because uh, all the dates are official. Um, I know AJ was – was, tweeting us asking like should i go to vegas should i not are you guys gonna announce it and i told him, oh we're going deets to follow
3: yeah look uh you, you guys know by now vegas uh july 16th charlotte july 20th orlando july 23rd uh it's gonna be a tattooed big ol-
0: onto nick's eyelids That's he right. blinks he goes to sleep at night all he's thinking about is summer tour
3: and these eyelids are real heavy after a bender of a weekend, so uh, you'll just see them on the video. But, uh, but yeah, look, uh, we are working diligently to ensure that we have uh, the best possible outcome for uh, summer tour activities. We uh, surely want to be at each location. We surely want to do something cool at each location, uh, and we're just working through that. As you guys might understand, it takes a lot of logistics and coordination. And we haven't had a super long time with these dates. Uh, so we're at the very uh, kind of beginning uh, stages of that planning, but we do have a little bit of a, a jump start Thanks to our friends uh, in, in Vegas called blue wire. Don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna do something. We just have to figure out what it is. And we have some meetings this week to plan that out, but uh, that's what we have right now. We have 55 days until Chelsea uh, sued up again in Vegas. For a, a match against Club America, uh it will be fantastic. Uh, we will be there and uh and buckle up.
2: Yes. Uh so if you're on the fence, we will be there. Trust in that. Uh but you know, when you when you put together a party for the ages, it takes a little bit. So uh we're we're on it. We have meetings this Please week. Don't so Please don't oversell. Please don't oversell. Party for the ages. It's there'll, Vegas. i mean, There will be opportunities tens of people. Are there. Actually unlimited. Um that's right. Wow. All right, well, let's jump in uh, to the listeners with the three-word match review. Go ahead and get the temp check from the lovely people out there. Dan, I see you curated this one a little bit more tightly today.
0: Well, look, I think there was a lot of conversation going on about other matches, rightfully so. Ours was one of the least interesting, where both teams were 100% locked into the position they started and ended the day at. So I understand. I understand that our match was not top billing, but we did get some good ones. These are the final three-word match reviews of matches for the 2021-2022 campaign. Tana with the Bullies Blues Rebuild with the soon emoji at the end. I like that touch mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Zarley with the hexagon, octagon, quadruplegon. Oh, I, I love, love that. Like that. No, that's, oh. that's one of the all-time best. That's it's nice. phenomenal. It's really Grant, nice. Our boy Grant with Barkley Ends Curse. I uh, was talking about the Bollie in Attendance winless curse. Uh, or it's the Vice Streak. I don't know what it is. It's one or the other. Uh, Kate with the Barkley B ballin. And then Kalen with the uh, two that I liked here with the Countdown to Vegas. And then Dino is inevitable. <laughs>
2: oh, uh, yes. baby. I like how Kalen uh, ended the season with an absolute bang. Three of them, all caps, just not holding back. He's still in fine shape uh, for the end of the season. I wish I wish we could say the same. Uh, I went with too many goodbyes. Uh, obviously not enough to be known at this point. Uh, but, I mean, just not the way you want to end a season uh, with all the uncertainty and transition. But uh, it is upon us. It is our reality. So
3: we'll have to let mm-hmm. the club figure it out. Nick, what about you? On to Pastors New. On to being one Aww. word in your face. So... You grammar experts, but yeah, look, we we got to move on from this shit show of a season. <laughs> so let's let's keep her moving. Yeah, uh, Nick stepped in the uh, cow pie in the
2: pasture this past weekend, so it hit home a little. little That's too right, close. baby.
0: That's right. <laughs> Dan, what about you? An old cow tipping ends go. and beginnings. Okay.
2: Uh, all right, all fun. right, Winston Churchill. Wow, calm thanks. down. <laughs>
3: Fuck.
2: Jeez. The, the pause
3: for dramatic effect. In context—you just don't leave it. It's I have not, to
0: leave the comma there.
3: It's not the beginning of the end. It's well, look, the end it's, of the beginning. We're saying
0: end of the season. We're saying end to you know individual Chelsea careers. We're in, in positional individuals as well that we'll get into, and then beginnings. The beginning of the Todd Bowley era starts this week.
3: Dan, mm. I got it. Thanks. It's,
0: Brandon said he needed me to add the context I come I, in and add the context what you, What do I do I get shat upon for it I yep, get shat I, upon look. from Nick for adding context I'm sorry
2: it was very literal I thought you maybe had <laughs> an ounce of creativity in that one Not. It's well literally this one season's ending and another one's look, beginning I write a whole
0: script <laughs> right. I write 190 scripts for the season oh. I don't know I don't know maybe I'm done uh. your scripts are pictures they're not even words <laughs>
3: Fellas, anyways, anyways, fellas, anyways, fellas, anyways. It's gone off the rails already. All right,
2: Patreon, uh, a huge welcome to Pete Noah, the OG SLS, Alex Eric, imago and Hype Panda. Welcome. Welcome uh to the community uh, Apple podcast. We didn't have any, but uh you know what to do if you uh met some Chelsea fans in the pub at the end of the season, uh spread the word. We appreciate the uh the visibility we get and the fact that we can Look at uh, major network shows and remind them that we have much more engagement and following is great. And then Spotify, 4.9 on 993 reviews, <gasps> seven away from 1,000. I saw someone tweet so at us, Dan, that they had done it.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of love out there. There's a lot of love right now. We appreciate it. Look, uh, if you're a teacher, use this as a way to get, you know, give extra credit to your students for oh, leaving well. a five-star review. <clears throat> We're not above it. You know, uh, wh- whatever you have to do to get a friend, <laughs> yeah. family member, loved one to contribute. Brandon Busby at his wedding is going to ask everybody at the toast to pull out their yeah. phones and leave a five star review. It's going to happen.
3: I'm not Brandon's best man, but you can bet your ass that I'm giving a speech at this wedding. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and there there's going to be a call to action in that speech.
0: Look, look, look. Uh, but Brandon really wanted to say today.
3: Yeah, look, was that re- everybody
0: should pull out their phones? He's bad. No, not the camera app. Not he's the bashful. camera app.
2: Texting Apple
0: Podcasts. Texting Elizabeth. Five Star View. Listen to
2: this episode. London is Blue Podcast. Skip this one. Oh, all right, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. All right. Well, match details of this one. Obviously, it was Watford on Championship Sunday, uh, so cleverly named on the 22nd of May. In 2022 competition, obviously the Premier League at Stamford Bridge. Can we get a win at home? Would be great. Turns out we can. Chelsea 2, Watford 1. Left it pretty damn late on this one. Goals from Kai Havertz in the 11th minute. Dan Gosling scoring for uh, the the Watford. What are they again? Hornets. Like the Moose? Hornets. Eh, look at their logo, though. I think They're they the have a, a little bit They're of confusion. Yep. Uh, Dan Gosling, 87th minute. So at that point, I think we all turned to different games and said, well, this is over. Classic. Uh, But Ross Barkley, the man from two preseasons ago, back (laughs) off the top rope, 90th minute plus one in stoppage time, steals the rest of the points from this one. So uh, hopefully that was somewhat exciting. But if not, we'll throw it over to the Fist Stand app uh, for the official highlights from Chelsea FC. If you haven't downloaded the app, definitely go do it. A lot of information is going to be coming out. Around that uh, for the summer two, so great time. So, anyways, thank you for letting us use these, and we'll be right back.
1: Now, Mount looking to set Haberts away. Lovely ball over the top of Cavaselli. Haberts is onto it too. Can he get the shot away? He did, and Backman was equal to it. Ziesh couldn't quite get there ahead of Feminia to pick up the loose ball. There's Ziesh. Finding Kennedy again. Mount wanted it early, Whipped across the face of goal for Kai Havertz to put Chelsea in front. Shade over ten minutes gone. It is Chelsea one, Watford nil, and it's Kai Havertz 14th of the season. Kennedy looking for Havertz. Oh, Havertz so close to making it two. It's a well-struck shot just for the, but for the post, that, that's, uh, that's two nil. Barkley again, can have the pop, Ross Barkley, that's a great effort, stung the palms of Batman and woke everybody up. Here he is, Messina. Oh, he's put it into a great area, should be 1-1, there it is. Sloppy from Chelsea, caught out defensively, and Watford... With a late equaliser here, and it's Dan Gosling again, would you believe it? At that end of the ground, he makes it 1-1. minute that sees Chelsea over the line with victory on final date
2: all right Dan
0: off the back of that one let's get some lineup action shall we well for the last time this season and for some the last time at Chelsea one Mendy between the sticks Antonio Rudiger last time we read that in a Chelsea Aww. 11 here Thiago Silva Cesar Azpileta maybe uh, Angolo Conte Kennedy sell Reese James, Mason Mount, Hakim Ziesh, and Kai Havertz made up your starting 11. Kepa, Trev Chalba, Jorginho, Christian Ballistic, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and Lukaku, unused on the day. Saar, Ross Barkley, and oh my god, is that Ben Chilwell's music? Ben Chilwell substitutes this match.
3: This was ridiculous. <laughs> I do not, we'll get into this. I have Does no not idea compute. why this compute. happened. This was just an absurd game correct it was uh stats though
2: chelsea at the dominating 72% possession we had 19 shots 8 on target to their eight shots three on target uh just under 1000 touches over 700 passes we had 33 tackles they're 26 so very uh much on the offensive press today for the team we had 11 clearances to their 16 uh we had three corners apiece no offsides to their two and we had eight fouls conceded to their nine so uh last one up xg for Chelsea to Watford's 0.65. So that's right. They had one, let's see, three shots. One went in. Very medial at that point. So wrapping it up, one random stat from Adopt to Joe. Zero, Chelsea are the first team in Premier League history to go through an entire season without ever being behind at halftime ascendancy. I don't know if this matters, though, or or not, Nick, but it's a stat, and we're the first ever, so
3: let's claim it. I, I genuinely was shocked by this. I don't know if this was your feeling, boys, but uh, to me, I like I started thinking back through the season, and I, you know, of course, Opta Joe is right. They they do all the stats <laughs> more than just my head uh, does them. But like, it just doesn't seem possible. <laughs> like, I, like I, you think about the way that we played this season, the absolute shite performances we put in. In first halves this season and then you realize oh actually our first halves aren't really the problem it's the second half uh so yeah this was uh incredibly random to me dan and uh you know what that's what third place will get you how about that
0: uh yeah not good
3: um again yeah to your point probably a lot of
2: zero zeros uh hidden in that that stat line but anyways uh and pet shithouse moment of the mat yeah no man joe's tweeds xb x bodies i mean it, that wasn't there you no. know the players was did a, not want to get injured and it was a training exercise that's yeah that's what today was exactly so anyways no surprise there but we are going to take our ad break when we're back Uh, We're jumping right into a dull dub for Todd and all. So uh, get really excited for that one. Uh, But thanks to our sponsors for uh, financially supporting the show. And uh, we'll be right back. All right. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well, it's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and and fat. Now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables. It's just hard to eat that many servings a day. So uh, I started doing it just to make my life a lot more efficient. I'm getting better gut health and a more uh, durable resistant immune system. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus and aging all of the things again i do it it's easy it's fast it's quick uh i throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work drink it it, it goes down quickly. Uh, and like I said, you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily. Uh, but hey, don't listen to me. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and it's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash londonisblue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash londonisblue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh,
0: Dan, we have... season review episodes plural that's that's a plural because there's a men's team there's a women's team there's a lot of stuff we have to dig into and assess the season and how it went so yeah look more content coming just stay tuned yeah when you when you have eight and a
2: half month seasons it turns out that it's uh, not quite easy to distill it down Mm -hmm. so definitely going to be
3: taking it chunk by chunk uh but that also helped the content flowing which will Mm -hmm. which will be good We'll do some awards. You know, you know, you guys know our end of season play at this point. It's our precursor to the all-important Keeps loan, which will be coming your way. But before we move forward, we have to look back. Like, that's kind of the the, the vibe that we go with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the fire and brimstone known as KSL. Keeps Alone. <sighs> all
2: right. Uh, so, look, it wasn't the most thrilling match, but Chelsea closed out the season on a high-ish note. Uh, our our <laughs> home record uh, was not great, obviously, this season. And uh, so much to the point that Todd Bowley had not seen a win up to this point, which is a little disappointing and crazy. So obviously he was in attendance again. Dude seems committed. I'm sure at his level, he's got a lot of things going on. But um, even up to last week, it was like, is Parliament even going to approve this? There's clauses, Rome and this and that. So I'm sure he is just completely over it. And uh, Mm. to give him a little bit of relief, Dan, we showed him what three points looks like. Never in doubt. Emphatic emphatic
0: <laughs> well I, I will say our good friend uh nazar kinsella tweeted you know what happens next that todd bowley is here and he was trying to put a hex in the whole thing he tried to put a hex on the whole thing in the hopes that todd bowley might not see that first dub and look he did uh to the point that Brandon made earlier we did leave it a little late we did maybe fall asleep we did maybe turn the wrong direction a single defender and basically let's let someone walk stroll Take a a leisurely pace into the back corner and convert on an opportunity, Nick. And uh, look, it's not going to be a match that anybody's going to go back and look at and be like, hmm, this match showed me something different. Um, It just showed you a lot of the same (laughs) of what needs to be fixed this summer.
3: Yeah, I mean, talk about limping over the line. I mean, the, the last three weeks have just been brutal 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 and I mean really post you know the whole sale of the club thing it's just been an incredibly difficult few months for everyone involved with the club I know by judging Lee Parker's post after the match that he's ready for a break uh you know our friends of the club are all pretty gassed and I'm sure the players are more than gassed um you know, this was a, uh, you know, I'm here so I don't get fined type of match um, to restore competitive balance to the league. And, uh, you know, look, I'm, I'm glad we got a win. But this was this was no banner performance, obviously. Um, it was, I think, more of a storyline day for the rest of the league and for, you know, where Chelsea go in the future, which, of course, we will have plenty of content on. Um, but, yeah, it was just really bad uh, you know, 72% possession and we barely strung anything together. And it's that kind of thing that, you know, Brandon, for me, when, when you look at, you know, things that have to change for next year, that's like your classic possession means nothing stat. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I think as we kind of like wrapped everything up, you know, Dan and I, we talked about. I think a little bit of what we thought Tuka might do with the lineup. You know, we're like, uh, and we obviously we slanted it with Phil's tweets. You know, of hey, great time to not play Sar and Saul and Barkley. Phil was not happy after the match. You could say, and obviously, no. obviously he has a very biased perspective on things. Um, you know, Kennedy. I think uh, I was listening to the highlights before the podcast. First appearance in five seasons for the club. Last. Last one was also against Watford, too.
3: No, well, primarily to parents. Yes, practice correct. Yeah. correct.
2: Um, so, you know, that, that was interesting. That was fun. You just kind of looked at the lineup, and it was definitely a, um, you know, he clearly just valued the professionalism of, like, hey, the guys have been in camp all all season, been a part of the team. We're going to give them some runouts. Uh, D. Peasy did tweet uh, along the lines of, um, uh, getting some minutes in the last match of the season doesn't determine if a young player stays or not. And obviously Phil says, that's not the point, but you get it. And they both kind of, you know, went back. And so, like, understand both sides, you know, Dan. At the end of the day, Tuchel's in there with these grown-ass adults having to manage a lot of emotions. Uh, he knows where the academy's at, He's as he's definitely spent a lot of time there. So I think at the end of the day, he probably earns, you know, a concern so definitely or like he he's like he's earned like the ability to be like you know what I probably trust him on whatever he's doing because he's been around both sides of the camp all season but it was definitely the biggest talking point of the day.
0: Good. Um I think you need at least one. You needed at least one. I understand the professionalism angle. I understand rewarding players who have been a squad player maybe have not featured as much this season as they thought they might at certain points of the year um though a lot of players that did get an opportunity to come in off the bench outside of Barkley um have featured in multiple outings Uh, I would imagine Saul is probably not super happy with the amount of minutes he contributed but you know Saar got massive opportunity Chilwell was injured and so like I that one feels nice it's a nice kind of story piece but trev chalaba maybe could have fused another set of minutes uh another 90 for the next season that he's going to be here um it, it's it's weird it, it, these are all preseason matches the last two in, in particular and it felt like more could have been done to reward some of the U23s again who had Nick I think a very tough season yeah um in in retrospect and so like that might shade some of it i know that there were illnesses that prevented someone like um uh you know harvey Vale kind of participating in this match in particular but you can't tell me there wasn't one academy player for five minutes that you could have trusted with 10 other um outfield players who are all senior professionals for five minutes to just kick the ball around at the end of the game
3: you you look back at the last two months. I'm going to go back two months. When have the Academy guys let you down this season when you played them? They're not the problem. <laughs> it's it's the, you look at a lot of that bench, there's a lot of problem in there. You look at a lot of the injuries we've had, there's a lot of problem in there. And you're telling me, you know, again, this is this is Thomas Nucle getting all of the grace in the world because of how he's managed this incredibly different difficult situation Brandon but you're telling me that playing Sal or Ross Barkley who of course got the winner so whatever but like or any of these guys that you can't find some young blood to come in and and compete and and make a mark I, like to me it just it, it really I know it bugs Phil, and it really bugs me because the the professionalism point doesn't hold water to me. I mean, look at some of the players on the bench. Professionalism from, from Rom all this season? I don't think so. I, like, it's, it's just wild to me. So, anyway, uh, rant over. But, yeah, it, it's a huge missed opportunity, I think, the last two months of the year. Um, especially when it became clear that Champions League football was secure. Like there is no easier or uh, better time against Leicester and Watford to throw Academy guys out to get their full debuts in a full 90 minutes. What's it going to harm? Nothing. Again, uh, a lot more to
2: talk about. Uh, Phil and I will definitely be uh, diving into his side of it uh, as well that will go out on the feed, so so don't worry. Um, On the flip side of, uh, you know, kind of starting careers, uh, we had the opposite where we had uh, people most likely leaving Chelsea and then obviously two confirmed. so Christensen in street close on the bench today not involved at all uh, but Antonio Rudiger uh, obviously already been confirmed did you guys see his uh, note in the Players Tribune Sorry, yeah again. yeah yep so he, he shared some, some fun insights on some things you know I, I, there's nothing crazy in there nothing special I think if you want the too long don't read version it's um, Nothing personal. It's business. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, where it where it goes. Uh, you know, obviously he talked about, you know, getting frozen out under Frank and then, um, you know, Tuchel giving him a chance and and how much that meant him. And obviously they, he was crucial in the run up to the to winning the Champions League. And he'll never forget that, obviously. Uh, fun tidbits on N'Golo Conte if you if you want to dive into that. So I pretty think actually most of the article was about Angolo, not even Rüdiger. <laughs> Uh, So anyways, Naz tweeting about Antonio Rüdiger's Chelsea career. He had 203 appearances, 12 goals, 7 assists. He won the Champions League, FA Cup, Europa League, Super Cup, Club World Cup. Um, Just missed out on the Premier League title. Uh, He made more appearances at Chelsea than any of his previous clubs. He played the most minutes this season, which I think we were tracking pretty, pretty regularly. And in the way things are going, like you had really never ever were like, hey, we should probably not play Rudiger. The only thing we're like, is he playing too many minutes? Does he need a rest, Nick? Uh, he's our most important player. And I think if he wasn't leaving at the end of the season, he probably would have won player of the season.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. I, I, who, who ever knows on that kind of thing? But yeah, I mean, I remember when he got to Chelsea all those years ago. And of course, we've been potting this entire time, his entire Chelsea career. Uh, There were serious concerns about his durability. And then, of course, his first couple of seasons, he had some injuries and, uh, you know, obviously questions about how he got along with certain managers or not. And, uh, you know, I think these last, you know, the last year and a half in particular have been uh, really incredible to watch his level of commitment, to watch the hashtag hustle, to, you know, to see him lead a team when I wasn't sure if that was his you know kind of base instinct and so uh yeah it's you know I think he leaves on a pretty positive note for me Dan and you know again all this stuff around the sale of the club is not you know a a huge it's a huge blocker obviously but I'm not sure the outcome would have been a different he
0: ends the season to Naz's point, having played four thousand seven hundred forty minutes, the equivalent of fifty two point seven nineties. And um, while Mendy is the next behind him, but uh, in this scenario, we'll talk about goalkeepers later, Brandon. But uh, goalkeepers don't count in this one. I'm thinking only mostly about outfield players, um, Silva was next up, <laughs> so the oldest guy on our team at three thousand six hundred eighty two minutes or forty point nine nineties. Rüdiger played almost 12 more full matches yep. than the next other person. When you talk about dependability, reliability, consistency, um, he gave it to you on spades this year. And you just got to tip your cap and say thank you. He was crucial in winning the Champions League. He helped us out in the Super Cup and the Club World Cup. And those are completed, you know, completed the trophy set. Um He's got to be thankful for what you had and, uh, you know, wish him best uh, next season as long as we don't face him in the Champions League final.
2: Which Mason said in the post-match, he goes, we love him, we'll support him, unless we have to play him. Yep. Uh, Tugel just saying that Rudiger's substitution said, quote, Tony wanted that. We gave it to him because he deserves to have that moment. He delivered. This is what you get if you deliver, end quote. Um, the fans... You know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of JT. Obviously, not the same level, not the same thing, right? Or Drogba. And now, granted, the players carried Didier off <laughs> at
3: that point. Yeah, that was the whole that was a yeah. whole different level of, of shithousery but, there.
2: But you could tell that it was um, you know, planned, right? The fans were ready. Um it was a good moment, you know. It also helped that Watford players didn't give a shit. Um So, look, it it was good that they were able to do it. You know, we also talked about a lot of players don't get any Uh, send-off. Frank got no send-off. I'm pretty sure Drogba the first time got really no send-off. You know, even JT, uh, he announced he was leaving, and then... the club weren't going to give him an extension. Then he finally got another season. Like he had a whole issue himself, and he's considered Mr. Chelsea. So uh, it's good for him that it was able to work out uh, <laughs> at that point. We we're winning one nothing, so no big deal. <laughs> you just see us go on to lose it. You're like, oh, well, shit, maybe, maybe, nope, didn't matter at that point. Um, and then Tuchel doubled down on his quotes, and said, uh, yeah, we will miss him. We will miss Andres Christensen. We will miss a lot of guys, maybe we have to start rebuilding to be competitive end quote what the hell dan that door is open
0: well there's a lot of uncertainty there's players running down in the last year of the contract and at least the chelsea of old would want to figure out either selling them to maximize value or to bring them on for an extension of one or two years or Look, there. Uh, there was a thirty thirty year age policy that may or may not be in effect anymore. We don't know what the new regime brings, and we know that after the match, Thomas and Todd were talking. Uh, you know, and, and you know, Thomas was also asked about like what comes next, and there's a lot of work to do. He talked about the fact that the season is not this season technically is over, but the work doesn't end now that the match is over for that end of the business. The yeah, it, it, you know, that, that, that Nick is going to be a massive undertaking. And we're talking, you don't solve it in one transfer window. With the amount of outgoings we have, this is a multi year project now that we're embarking on. And you just have to hope that we're ready for it and that those who, who do depart, you know, at least had a chance to play in front of the fans in, in one or two of the last matches here. I think the biggest travesty still is the fact that Chelsea couldn't have a full home crowd to send a player off again, just another stupid facet of this match that we kind of lose sight of.
3: Yeah. The UK government has continually, uh, made a mockery of this entire thing. Um, but yeah, I I would say this, like it it was, I was talking with my, uh, buddy today. Um, and I was just kind of rattling off players who might leave Chelsea and, I think between those who are are out of contract, those who are already confirmed to leave and those who, uh, hypothetically could leave, I got to a conservative 11, uh, and between the positions, you could almost make a full starting lineup out of those players. I won't reveal who they are, but like, that's, that's, you know, kind of do the math in your own head. Like. 11, but you're not replacing 11 players in a window. Like some of those are going to have to be youth call-ups. Some of those are going to have to be loan returnees. Um And then, yeah, some of them will be transfers in certainly. But like it's a, it seems like it's a prime time to get rid of some players to reset the locker room a little bit, to, uh, you know, really give uh, Thomas Dukel the reins from a player standpoint and say, Hey, what do you, you know, crucially, what do you need in these, two or three areas and we'll do our best to find a solution for you and I think it's it's a multi-year rebuild. I don't think we're going to be any closer to catching City or Liverpool next year. In fact, we could drop behind, but uh yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of work and we have one hand tied behind our back right now. So,
2: yeah. Um well, uh talking about goalkeepers and changes, a uh, bit of a surprising departure from the goalkeeper ranks, not a player uh, but actually staff members. So Christoph Lalachan, if you don't know that name, um, he's essentially the reason we won the Champions League uh, and that Petr Cech was so damn good. Um, he he worked with Big Pete uh, almost his entire career at Chelsea. Uh, he's obviously been there since, you know, he said he's been there for 15 years, right? So we're talking about 07, um and uh, he announced that he's leaving the Blues from first team goalkeeper coach to working with the keepers on loan and the recruitment department. Being part of the club's success has been an honor. Thank you to the fans, everyone at the club, Blue Heart, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, a lot of the the success that we've had in the goalkeeping department and and really just like the number one big thing was Petr Cech and you know, uh, Christophe is French. Uh, obviously Petter spoke French one of the many languages he spoke and they just got along really well and um, if you go back to kind of the quotes and the things of Petter Cech talking about um, the Champions League victory that we had after the fact uh, you know him and Kristoff and, and 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 the rest of the team that, that were there I mean they broke down every single scenario and thing and so again like I can't you know there's a lot of people that work behind the scenes at the club that uh, don't get credit and you know I just want to make sure that as we as we know that Lalachan had a massive, massive, massive role when it came to the success and the longevity of the success with Petr Cech. Um look, Petter can kind of do it all. Distribution, uh, make saves, penalties. Uh, he was a a a once in a generation type type talent. And um, you know, Kristoff is is mainly responsible for keeping him at his peak and and never letting him settle. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to touch on this at all? I mean, it's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Staff leaving, he's been there for a long time. He kind of really hasn't had a home the last
3: few years e- either within the club. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just, you know, it's kind of a watershed moment at the club, right? It, it, you'll see more of these types of departures. You know, you, you, you'll see folks who were loyal to the previous regime uh, decide that they want to try something new. Uh, you'll see people who are excited about the bully vision who want to stick around and uh you know again it just it feels like a reset like we're we're pressing reset we're gonna have you know most likely a new sporting director in with a new vision we'll have hopefully thomas tuchel sticking around and installing all sorts of folks that he wants at the club and yeah i think just making this thing uh hum a little bit more consistently and that's that's really what it's about so you know, obviously, thank you to, to Christoph for an amazing 15 years. Um, it's, a, it's a ton of time. Um, and uh, obviously, has been there through two of the, the biggest moments in club history um, in different roles. But, uh, you know, this will be one of many. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> all right. Well, since we're having fun saying the last time of the season... We have a Dan of the Match. I thought you were gonna punt, man. I just thought for shits and giggles you're gonna troll us all and say, nah, I'm good.
0: No, I, I <laughs> had to do this. Yeah, you know, there there were just people I had to call out and make sure that they got the recognition that they deserve. Again, many of these potentially could be people the last time that they get recognized in a Dan in the match poll. Oh,
2: uh, is this an
0: outgoing Dan in the match poll?
3: Yeah. Wow. I, I,
0: did, I did shade it a little bit. I shaded it a little bit that way. Uh, look, as Blaqueta coming in uh, last place at 19 percent, uh, you had a uh, shocking that he didn't win. I was absolutely shocked. Mike Dean with 24%. I was, I was like, who is Dean? Like we don't have a Mike Dean, Dean in our the team. The man, the myth, the legend. Oh, he's tangible. His last match. And he didn't even brandish a red card. I, I was shocked. I was shocked at the performance. Ah, oh, it's it really, you know, a sad, sad day for all of us. Uh, Antonio Rudiger with 26% and Ross Barkley with 31%.
2: Shit. Posting Twitter followers, giving it to Ross Barkley look mike dean should have won Uh, biggest travesty of the day i mean who tweeted they're like mike dean standing in the center circle after the match kicked or like at the final whistle someone (laughs) looking for a hug and no one's there to give it to him
0: so someone joked uh it's like oh it was really nice to see ross barkley uh do the jersey swap of mike (laughs) dean (laughs) (laughs) that would have been an epic photo if it actually happened uh
3: good good riddance mike
2: i mean look like Great career. Like obviously he worked as hard as he could. You know, he wasn't the best, but he sure shit wasn't the worst over the time. Um, there's a really funny podcast that he did uh with Peter Crouch. If you want to hear about that, long story short, grew up on a farm slaughtering chickens, became a Premier League ref. So, kids, your dreams are possible. Cool. All right. Well, um, here here we go Nick I'm excited to get some of your reactions to the uh, scores from the weekend all played on Sunday all played at 2pm UK time Arsenal 5 Everton 1 Brentford 1 Leeds relegation threatened Leeds 2 Bright great escape. fucking Brentford fucking Brentford going
0: down to 9 men
2: Dan was very uh, much wanting Leeds to go down after you guys recent trip were, were you in the same boat Nick
3: No, I always want Burnley to go down. I was very pleased about the result today. Okay, great. Uh, Dan wanted the story. I wanted the shit team gone. I am not. I am not wrong.
2: (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, be be a little bit American, Dan, for once. And jeez, come yeah. on, jeez, Dan. <laughs> Brighton three, West Ham one, uh, Burnley one, Newcastle manager of the Fuck season. Fuck you anyhow. Two. Yes. Fuck
3: you anyhow. Yes, baby.
2: Chelsea, yes. Chelsea two, Watford one. Couldn't care. Crystal Palace one. Man United shit posting their way nil. <laughs> um,
0: and and they end the season. On a zero goal difference. Oh,
3: it's so beautiful. It is perfect. Ten Hog in the stands was just stone-faced. There was nothing good about that. They
2: were 11 points off of Arsenal in fifth. And they were 13 points off of Tottenham in fourth. They
0: lost three of their last five, won one, drew one. So that's fine. almost got sent to the Conference League today. That was my other... Like, subplot that I was really enjoying watching.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, West Ham could have done better against Brighton, but whatever. Uh, Leicester, four. Southampton, one. Liverpool, three. Wolves, one.
0: Sorry, Liverpool.
3: Oh, no. Did they just miss it? Wolves
0: legitimately could have had multiple other goals in that match, too. Yeah, but that's also why they suck and ended in 10th so um
2: (laughs) where was i oh man city this is really funny three villa two and i loved all the connections of stevie g and coutinho Uh, fighting hard for the reds and it didn't fucking
3: matter (laughs) yeah steven gerrard uh last moments of the season those two things not exactly compatible although they did give us a huge scare. I was. Uh, oh yeah. My buddy was driving oh, the yeah. car. I was watching the the thing on my little phone and uh, when when the third city goal went in, I let out an audible uh, shriek. So I was very excited that Liverpool would not. Howard Dean yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I was explaining yeah, I w- to Elizabeth that we don't like red teams. We're much happier uh, uh, if we stick to the shade of blue.
3: I look, i don't I don't like any team that's not Chelsea, but I certainly don't like Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, so anytime United. they lose, Good stuff.
2: Yeah, look, and in, in the fact that we lost two penalty shootouts to Liverpool, I told Elizabeth, like, no, 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 we do not want Liverpool to win anything mm-hmm. else this season. Mm-hmm. They they should lose 10 nothing mm-hmm. their last two matches, which they ended up winning today, but it didn't matter. And then lastly, Norwich nil going out on an absolute fucking whimper. Spurs <laughs> five. I think, didn't Son now win the golden boot? That yeah. yeah,
0: was a draw in the golden boot between him and Mo Salah. Oh, because oh, Salah, Salah scored Salah today one? too, yeah. A little they, flick they, they at the share, end. they share honors
3: ah <laughs> uh, bummer son is an incredible player I, It must be said absolutely yeah. a stud uh, talk well studs up into rüdiger's nuts actually is how i remember yep. it, but <laughs> it's really really good point <laughs> about that uh can i can i just pay a a parting farewell how to much? burnley uh, the okay. fucking worst club in the premier league they're terrible uh their fans are terrible um, I am so pleased personally that Burnley is going down. Uh, I will say that the Everton Burnley leads merry-go-round at the end of the season where you were like, oh, one certainly going down at this point. That happened, that change happened like four or five times and the the Burnley going down in the last day is not what I saw coming, but I am just so, so, so pleased about this. For a couple of reasons. One, I hate them. And two, it means that we get to banter leads for a whole other season. Let's go. They're certainly not going to stay up next year, though. The
2: American experiment. All right. I'm not going to go through the entire table. Most of you know how it stands. Manchester City, crowned champions on 93 points. Uh, Liverpool second on 92. Uh, Definitely uh, putting the pressure on trophy is on the way to them. Uh, Chelsea in third, uh, 74 points. Obviously, a big gap between the top two and uh, the the rest of the Champions League spots. But um, for all the emotions that we went through, we ended up kind of comfortably in third, which I still am confused about how we ended up there. Uh, Tottenham fourth on 71. Arsenal, as we already laughed about, uh, completely botching it after giving their manager (laughs) a new contract, immediately just tripped and fell all over the place. Like Kevin carrying the chili in the
3: office. Can can we just say did all the Spurs, hard work? Boom, Spurs put out a tweet that says "Dream Do Deliver" about fourth place fourth. finish, and and Mister Smiley uh, on on Twitter went fourth. <laughs> it was perfect. It it's the Spursiest shit. It
2: really is. It's the level that they're at. And then Matt Law has been tweeting uh, this week and this weekend actually that they still don't know if Antonio Conte is going to stay after going from tenth to fourth. He still will, might I, just pack up and bounce.
3: I'm putting a five spot on it right now. Killian Mbappe staying at PSG. That is where Antonio Conte will be next year. Not at Spurs. No,
2: well, I mean no Neymar
3: maybe. Um, so
2: yeah, Arsenal's five, United six, West Ham seven. Uh, and that kind of rounds out the top ish half of the table. We already knew Norwich and Watford were going down. We knew that about two months into the season. Um, <laughs> and then Burnley and Leeds, look, they're level on points. Burnley losing. Um, and 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 Leeds winning on the final is the absolute, you know, difference between the two teams on the day. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Look at some of these goal differences. Manchester City with plus 73 Liverpool plus 68. We were plus 43 uh, kind of for context at the bottom. Norwich are negative 61 Watford negative 43 and Burnley negative 19. But then Leeds were negative 37, which is a big talking point. Nick for Dan saying if you have that bad of a goal difference, you don't deserve to be in this league.
3: Look, both of them should have gone down. I wish we could have relegated all five <laughs> of those teams at the end of the season. However, uh, yeah, the negative 37 and staying up is one of the alts That'll be a trivia stat someday because uh, it surely has to be the largest goal diff to stay up. Uh, one note I would make, Dan, uh, we've talked about Chelsea's finishing woes a lot this year. Um, we finish on 76 goals for... Uh, and City and Liverpool were at 99 and 94. That is the difference. They are yeah. better at that than we are. And uh, and because we we only gave up six more goals than or seven more goals than both of them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if if you do the math and you assume that we actually put away the chances that we created for ourselves, there's I don't think we win the league by any means, but we're certainly nah, we, we'd have
0: about 500 goals.
3: Yeah, we would have, yeah. about have about won a couple Nine. more trophies. Give or take? One thousand goals, stand. Is that what you said? Potentially, <laughs> we could have been there. That's the difference, though. I mean, that is the difference. Like, if you if you're looking at a stat for next year, yep, yeah, we which we we
2: definitely will. Um, but yeah, so that that's the Premier League season in in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all thirty eight match weeks have been played somehow. Um, if you would have asked me in December how the hell is we would have gotten to this place, <laughs> I wouldn't have had an answer for you. Um, but but we did it and so um really fun day uh from the scores because a lot of these matches didn't matter so you could tell uh Everton gave zero fucks maybe even negative letting Arsenal smash in five uh and then even just the rotations you know I think throughout the league is really interesting to see because a lot of teams are going to read into who's staying who's going with these things but it, it you know only four matches mattered on the day um and the rest of them were like I said glorified friendlies and that's what the stats line show and
3: uh yeah, we're uh, we're off to, to the beach. Can I, can I make a couple of notes here? Um, the first is pitch invasions have to fucking stop. Correct. It's absurd that this is happening. And, like, I'm mad at watching this. Dan and Jake and I went to Chelsea uh, just about a week ago. And we were given a little behind-the-scenes access day. We weren't allowed on the pitch with no one in the stadium that day. Okay? Like it is absolutely a catastrophic failure of security that 60,000 people can rush a pitch, apparently assault a Aston Villa player. And this obviously happened in the championship playoffs uh, last week as well. And there's going to be what very little repercussions for it. I don't know what needs to happen, but it is an absolutely absurd thing that keeps happening. And certainly something uh, from a administration standpoint has to be done to fix it. Uh, so that's my one rant here. Uh, the second is a special shout for the likes of Palace, Brentford, uh, Wolves, and Brighton, who I think far overachieved where they were starting at this season. Of course, we helped Palace quite a bit <laughs> in their quest for uh, for 12th. But uh, yeah, there were, some, there were some teams on paper that you would have rated better than those four, and they overperformed. So just a little shout there.
2: I fully agree on the pitch invasions. Um, I was going to save that for for another one, but uh, it's relevant, so we can definitely talk about it. Yeah, if I'm Patrick Veer, I'm swinging my way out of there. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, dude. The the incriminating cell phone video footage, by the way, is hilarious. Let me record myself flicking you off and, like, essentially getting
3: in your face and, and assaulting you. You have to be an idiot. To by the way, that's a house of a human being, Patrick (laughs) (laughs) Vieira. That that dude is large and in charge, okay? Like, you have to be an idiot to try and corner that guy and then be like, oh, he kicked me. (laughs) You're lucky he didn't beat your ass. Like, get the fuck out of here. He just kind of tripped him. I mean, he didn't really kick him. Like, we've seen what. What Mr. Vieira can do on the pitch, all right? He actually missed. Like <laughs> he could have done, he could have done a hell of a lot more damage. You're lucky to get out of there and into jail. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, any other kind of finality wraps for you, Dan?
0: No, I think the season netted out pretty fairly. Like we we were third. Yeah, we 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 had a stint for like five to six weeks where we were in first place, and then injuries happened, and our season got derailed, and we never went beyond that but we we've been firmly third even with the Cole kind of mess at the end of the season without much drama and so even if you're concerned about the rotation the turnover there's a lot of work that's going to be done this summer to keep pace because behind us is a tottenham team if conte stays that looks more dangerous which is scary to think about an arsenal team that with a few more pieces potentially could push and challenge um And there's teams like Newcastle, if you look at their form in the second half of the season after they got a little money injection, that could push to be more difficult and more challenging next season. So, like, the Premier League does get easier next year. But what is hopeful and makes me very happy and optimistic is Thomas Tuchel's here, Todd Bowley's here, and we're going to get this shit done. So enjoy the fact that the season is over. And now jump into the optimism of what can potentially happen. The art of the possible, as Nick Berlaney talks about.
3: It, it's it's the most optimistic time of year. There's no stakes, and everyone's just out there kind of doing their thing. So, yeah, have fun with it. I mean, Keeps Alone is going to be fun, right? It, because there's so much uncertainty with the squad. Uh, we're going to do some fun summer episodes for you guys. We're. Uh, working on a sneaky project with Rick Lanville as well. So there's going to be a ton of content over the summer that is going to fill the Chelsea-sized void in your life. And then uh, because of a stupid-ass World Cup in December of 2022, the Premier League starts on August 4th. So use your vacation time appropriately this summer and get out and and do whatever else. All right. Well, on that note, uh, more
2: fun to come. Uh, we'll continue to bring the content, drive the drive it for all summer. Uh, but, you know, again, just huge shout out to the listeners. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, another season, of the books. This is our eighth season covering Chelsea uh, as, a, as a trio. And uh, again, we'll get into more of this, but we're so lucky that we got to share this season with so many other people that were part of London is blue uh, this season. We're going to continue to do more of that stuff in the future. So um, we do appreciate the shares. The suggestions, the, the bringing people into our sphere, because as you as you know, the 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 more that comes in, the more we put out, and that's our promise to you guys. So, uh, take a couple of days off, relax, chill, and uh, more content from us later. But until next time, chill fans, you know what to do: keep the blue flag flying high.